This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're watching The Dorkening. Stay tuned. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird! It's a plane! Their mission, to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind. I can't get over this, so the only thing left to say, of course, is the one obvious thing. Excelsior! Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Hey, we're live. <laughs> Look at that. I don't know why where the intro went. Uh, anyway, you're watching the uh, you know Splash Pages, the comic book club, powered by the Dorkening Podcast Network. We have an awesome show scheduled for you today. And as always, Velvet Joker, how's it going, my friend? It's going awesome. Glad to be here tonight. Talk to everybody. See what's going on. Yeah. And uh, Drew, my friend, how's it going? And this is Anthony Michael Hall, and you're watching The Dorkening. My friends are about to show you what live entertainment is all about, baby. I'm sorry. That was always been my favorite part of the intro. Um, I'm good. I just, let's do this. Let's have fun. Uh, totally. Uh, I must have deleted the wrong intro. I apologize. I, I you know, I, I suck. That's it. I never said that. No, I'm saying that. I'm saying uh, Okay. I'm just, <laughs> uh -oh. so a lot, lot to unpack this week. A lot to unpack. So um so how how are we doing this is is our is our guest just gonna you know well, our, our, fly in mary poppin style you know may, just may. does she fly in or does she hover or she uh she's disney oh. it's it's it, it's disney man it's magic wasn't uh okay there's some fan theory that sh uh mary poppins uh what the hell is she come on help me out guys help me out what, what are you looking for leo Tuck? leo help leo this isn't this isn't help, help, this, help me help you leo this is not dorkening the mad libs okay <laughs> you know <laughs> mary poppins is a adjective uh, noun. Time okay. Lord. Uh, hold on. Uh, okay. Uh, un undercover nanny. No, no, that's not it. Uh, okay. Oh, uh, that she studied at Hogwarts. Okay. So uh, she's a Time Lord. Okay. So what? Every British person who knows magic goes to Hogwarts. There are other schools, you know. Just saying. I mean, no disrespect to Hogwarts. You know, Hufflepuff, yo. But. <laughs> Um, I could have sworn there was a new fan theory about uh, Mary Poppins. We'll, we'll have to ask our guests because, uh, you know, maybe she's a Mary Poppins. Maybe, like. maybe she would know. But um, I just want to say I'm still kind of sad I didn't wasn't able to make it to Terrificon this year because from the posts I've seen, Mitch did a great job. And, um, and apparently just in time because uh, with things – uh, heating up on the COVID, you know, all these cons that we were looking forward to. Now I'm like, oh boy, here we go. Yeah, actually the area that Terrificon is, it's, it's where I live here, is uh, we just turned to red for COVID. Oh my God. We're, we're like a hot spot now. So uh... the, uh, 
you're going to get to read all the books now because you're going to be told to stay home. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, my, my work uh, put an announcement that they're pushing back, uh, going back the uh, return to offices. It was supposed to be oh, in October. Yo, my, the same for my job uh, that we we're supposed to do September. And now they're like, because we've been doing alternating some days in the office, some days um, home. Yeah, and it was supposed to be September, but they were like, "Yeah, we're we're just gonna keep that going, and we're gonna let you know." And I'm like, "Cool." So, I love the days when I can work in sweatpants. Um, isn't that, isn't that every day? No, I put no. on jeans when I go to the office, Leo. Okay, no. big difference. Okay, belts. <laughs> God. So, Rich, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I was just checking in with our guest, let her waiting for her. I don't know unless she's in the background already, Leo. I don't know. You know what we no, should do? No. Oh, we should. Oh, oh, she just popped in. Hold. On. We should. What, what should we do there? We should rip up a letter and let and throw it in the fireplace, and then she'll appear. That's how it worked in the movie, right? Yeah. You, you want to do that? No, I don't. I, why do I have to do it? Where? Do, why do I? Just because I live in Westchester, I have a fireplace. That's what that is. The yeah, riches. It's a marble one, isn't it? You know what? That's neither here nor thou. Gargoyle okay? carved into it, doesn't it? You know what? Oh, he, he, you're muted. You're muted. What did you do, Drew? What did you do? Well, while while Drew finishes that or fixes that, uh, Velvet Joker, would you like to introduce our awesome guest? Okay. Well, um, I don't know her personally, but I know from recent Terrificon fame, which we'll get into, I believe her name is Eileen Dingus. Hi. <laughs> hey, how's it going? <laughs> it's good. It's really good. <laughs> did, did I say that correctly? Eileen? Yes. Yes, you did. I'm actually really proud of you. <laughs> First try. So uh, now, Ellie, um, now you are a cosplayer, is that correct? Yes, yes, I am. Okay. And was this your first Terrificon? Actually, I've been going to Terrificon since, um, I want to say it was 2014, their first year. Wow. Um, that year, I was, jeez, mm, I'd have to do math on that one for how old I was. Um, I went with my family. I was Black Widow, like one of the comic book Black Widow mm-hmm. costumes. Um, and it was so much fun. This was back at Webster Bank Arena, and we had such a good time. My family has been every year since, at least one day. That's dedication. So, awesome. That's dedication. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and, um, are you a natural singer? or was Yes, that yes. Something- um, oh. No, um, I've been training with a professional uh, voice teacher for six, seven years now. Um, mm-hmm. Every year we go, uh, we go compete in... Uh, national competitions and we also have yearly showcases for agents from new york city so um we had that two weeks before TurfCon. Mm-hmm. i want to say two or three uh might have been longer than that but um so we had just had that and i was coming off the high from that when i came to TurfCon. <laughs> yeah it sounds like it and uh was this your regular character or was this new this year um no i've i've been to TurfCon as mary poppins a couple times um mm-hmm. This was, I want to say, the second year. I've been working on this costume for, I want to say, on and off for about four years now. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and yes. everything everything in the costume I made, the only things that I didn't make was the wig that was um, styled by Magics with Martin- Magic with Martino. And mm-hmm. the shoes were actually the shoes my mother got married in. Wow. And she gave them to me to use for this costume. <laughs> 
Disney history right there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so. very cool. Now, um, I reached out to Mitch to try to get anything that anyone was saying behind the scenes, and all he would tell me was that um, what I didn't know is you won the costume contest. I did, yes. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, there's some really good costumes usually at Terrific Con. Oh, yeah. So, you oh, know, yeah. so that's that's fantastic. So did how did <laughs> you win? You. Did you float in when it was your turn <laughs> to come in? Um, I'm afraid I'm not that magical. Um, not that that attitude. But <laughs> actually, I the the funniest thing is I had done the celebrity photo op with Michael Rooker right mm-hmm. before I went to the costume contest. I was almost late because mm-hmm. I was running directly from there to the contest and right. just made it in time. Um, to get my spot in line so that I could go on stage with uh, the rest of the contestants. Mm -hmm. And uh, the judges had told me that it wasn't just costume. It wasn't just, you know every all the work i had done it was also presenting the character right. when i was walking around the convention because they they had seen me they had heard me mm-hmm. and um they were just so in awe of how well i presented the character as well as how well i made the character to be so that was cool so michael rooker so <laughs> so yeah. How, how, how did that happen? Because okay. I, I, I've heard he's really great with fans. It's funny because oh, yeah. back in 2015, um, I had a friend who we were at a convention in Atlantic City, and he just he was just chilling. And my friend just walked up and asked me to get a photo. And he just took it then and there and didn't charge him a, a cent. And I was just mm-hmm. like, wow, you just got a free photo with Michael Rooker. That's amazing. So yeah. he, he's stupendous for someone he's... who does a lot of dark movies. So Oh, my goodness. I Every time I tell this story, I, words don't explain how wonderful he is. He really mm-hmm. is just like every good story you heard that could be true. I'm almost 100% sure it is true. He is just good. that nice of a person. Okay. So um, the whole story is I was walking around with my parents at the time. And all of a sudden I'm walking around and I hear this lady calling out to me, uh, Mary Poppins, can you wait for a second? So I look up and there's this woman running towards me with a guest badge around her neck. And she comes up to me, she says, have you met Michael Rooker yet? And I said, no. Um, So she says, okay, we're gonna fix that. I was like, okay, where are you taking me? Because she starts leading me away. She goes, oh, we're going to his table right now. He had an autograph line all the way to the end of the celebrity section of the convention. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, Um, she brings me right around the line in front of all the other celebrity tables directly to the front of his table. And she looks at him and she says, Mr. Rooker, there is somebody here who needs to meet you. He, she takes a step to the side. He takes one look at me and he starts like, you can see the joy on his face. He goes, Oh my God, Mary Poppins. (laughs) He puts an arm around my waist and Mm -hmm. shouts at everybody. Everybody leave us. Drags me behind the curtain behind his table. Right. And the two of us stand back there and just laugh for a good oh, 10 minutes man. people are like kind of trying to pop in um some right. people at his table and he's like grabbing the curtain going nope and just closing the curtain awesome. it was hysterical so we're standing back there laughing we come back out and we're chatting and it's just it's so nice he he keeps an arm around my waist at all times um and he's mm-hmm. like you know what i'm gonna stay here i don't want to go anywhere else we're, we're just gonna stay here like this i'm looking at my parents i'm like i don't think they're gonna mind <laughs> Just because it was it was so funny and it was so wholesome. Right. And we're talking back and forth and I'm talking um, with the accent, with the voice uh, the whole time. 
and he kind of is winding down from encountering me and which I'm aware that I put on the show as much as I can. So I know it's very interesting (laughs) to meet me in character. Um, So before he goes back to his table, I say to him, like I say to all the kids that I meet, what's your favorite Mary Poppins song? So he says, that's a spoonful of sugar. So I said, okay. And as, um, as we all know, the song starts with a small dialogue, small bit of dialogue. So I go to start that. He goes, wait, stop. I go, okay. So then he takes his phone up and starts recording and starts the famous video. And I'm sitting there shaking. Right. (laughs) Because this is, um, it's not the first time I've been recorded. um, But there was no, there was no, oh, I want to record this for myself. There's no, uh, oh, I want to put, there was nothing. He didn't tell me anything. Uh, He just started. And I did everything I could to keep it together and just keep going with him. And so we've. (sighs) We record the video and later Mm -hmm. on at the photo op, when I see him again later, his agent grabs my shoulder as I'm leaving and says, I want you to know you're on his Facebook page. And (gasps) that's how I found out that he posted the video. That's awesome. It was really cool. (laughs) (laughs) So you Um, found out at at Terrificon, you found out. Yes. Yes. um, And humongous. Yes. (laughs) So literally, you would have been flying if you could right then and there. It's like, okay, cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. <laughs> See you Absolutely. Next oh yeah. So, well, would you mind if we uh, show the uh, the pictures from Nikon oh, in the video? Means. Go ahead. Absolutely. <laughs> Leo, look how pleasant she is. Do you really think she's gonna mind? I no. <laughs> no, I know, but I'm being polite. I want to ask before we share. You know, well, that's good manners. At this point, but they are my... all over the place. I don't mind. <laughs> That is precious. Yeah. Yep. Look at that. <laughs> Look at them umbrella bros right there. Aww. Oh, funny thing about her. So um, her dad actually reached out to me and asked if I would sign a picture for her. Aww. As a, um, you know, just, just to sign it, just to right. have a uh, signature and things like that. So, mm-hmm. of course, I agreed. He sent me a picture. I went and printed it off and um, signed it for her in a beautiful red pen. And he sent Wait. a video of her um, saying supercalifragilisticexpialidocious while holding Aww. the picture. And, um, of course, she's young, so she, she didn't quite get it right. But it was absolutely adorable. <laughs> Uh, little tear to the jaded eyes <laughs> but um there you go look at that yeah that is that mary, is mary mary poppins himself with mary exactly. Poppins. like exactly. I, I can't tell the difference you know yeah. one is just just <laughs> like a mirror it's it is it's just a very posh you know well looking look at that that Honestly, that's one of those where you want somebody to love you as much as Michael is loving you right now in that photo. That's that's one of those. That is just you. It's like that's just you are my everything right now. Yeah, like, it, I, I dream for somebody to look at me like that. Like that. that <laughs> those are goals. Costume. That that's a meme right there. It's like I want. Oh, she's gone. Oh, oh she dropped off. Uh, while we wait for her to come back, I will. Uh... Yeah, yeah, show the video. Okay, let's do it. Blow that shit up. So I got a question for this friend of mine you know she came by my table i'm here at the uh what what's the name of this place (laughs) and this this chick she showed up at my table and i just wanted to ask her a question you know i am with women i just i'm curious about that that oh my god that part of our you're you're missing the best part and all that there's about to be two of you there is about to be two of us uh, i want to introduce you to mary 
Hi, Mary. Why, hello, Sam. So, Mary, you know my 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 favorite song, right? I do. That would be a song. Can you do it? That's in my mind. Yeah, you see, go. in every job that must be done, there is an effort to fuck. You find fun and stack the jobs again. Yep. And every task you undertake becomes a piece of cake. Alas, a screw, it's very clear to see. That a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. That's right. The medicine go down. You betcha. The medicine go down. Last <laughs> a spoonful of sugar That's one. helps the medicine go down. Yep. In a most delightful I way. I like it a lot. <laughs> I um. You're beautiful. Honey. Thank you for coming. Not again. Bye, everyone. Uh, guys, we might need to end the show because I don't think anything we're going to talk about is going to um, top that. I mean, Mary can't even stay long, so you know. But uh, she's coming back. She is coming back. She's coming back. There yeah. you go. <laughs> there she is. I'm so sorry. I don't know what's going on. Um... It, it's fine. It's making for great dialogue. <laughs> Technical difficulty. <laughs> yeah, know. magic just popping back in. <laughs> are, are we not animated enough for you? Are you used to? Oh, you know, no, we can, you. <laughs> we can get two dimensional. We, we are oh, budget... saying very. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm saying very un Disney like things <laughs> when the stream ends for me. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. No, it's okay. We, 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 uh, Disney, Jibo... Disney After Dark. We get it. Jamie uh, oh. <laughs> says you were also on uh, Michael's Instagram live stream as well. <laughs> Was I? Oh, oh goodness. Uh, oh yes, Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wait. I, I'm slowly trying to process everything because it's still new to me. Yeah, I'm yeah. still You're getting. Add yourself I, on that video on Instagram, and the commercial oh, endorsements are just going to come rolling in, girl. My We're sister went to that for me, actually. Famous. You're about to be famous. You just don't realize it yet. <laughs> yeah, Disney is big, um, man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So my family actually found a lot of the videos before I did, and when they saw the video. Videos, they were instantly tagging all of my accounts on whatever platform it was on. Nice. Um, it was insane. And my sister was really quick. She was like, oh, yeah, this is my sister. Uh, this is her account. She does costumes. She made her costume herself. Um, she does open commissions. And I'm like, yeah, I do. I'm not ready to disclose that yet. <laughs> <laughs> right. So can we lost her again. I was going to ask her what her account is. I want to follow her on Instagram and, you know, just like JJ Cohen. Did I tell you guys that he, I actually friends with JJ on Instagram. Nice. Yeah. I was like, yo, yeah. He keeps posting. Did you know that? Oh, she's back. Hi, Mary. Hi. <laughs> I promise I'm not trying to do this on purpose. <laughs> Wait, no, it's, it's fine. You, you should have seen some of our big interviews. We had like eight people. It was, uh, it was like Italian wow. dinner. Everybody's trying to talk. Everybody's drinking. It's getting stupid. <laughs> yeah, you know? Sounds about right. So I have to ask again, being Disney, like, and God damn it. I was going to ask her what her favorite non like, you know, you know, like when you're at a con, what is like the weirdest and most funny at rate reaction? Because I get them all the time when I'm dead poo. Dead poo. Oh, my God. Uh, so if anybody's interested in uh, following Eileen, uh, uh, you can find her information in the show notes up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening. To Hello us. again. Welcome back. Hi. 
Okay. So I'm trying a different room, seeing if that helps. <laughs> we we were just letting everybody know where we can follow you. They can follow you. So we can just increase more of the attention you're getting. So, you know, <laughs> your ego can get even bigger, but still, you know, yeah, so man, maybe maybe she goes outside. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. So what, uh, maybe what was maybe that account? Uh, so it's Eile uh, Rose, I believe. Uh, and uh, let's see. Maybe if we don't talk, she'll stay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping this works this time. Okay, so hopefully. Well, how, how do you? Oh, okay, there you go. There's the spelling. Okay, we were we were looking you up on Insta to follow you. Oh yeah, so. that's that would be um yeah E Dingus eleven ninety seven I think on Instagram. Okay. Um, Thank you. Yeah. And yes, that is my last name. I got a couple questions on um, Michael Rooker's video, specifically asking me if that was my last name. And um, yeah, that is that is a family name. So it's all good. Okay. <laughs> It's fine. Uh, I, I'm aware of the um, connotation, I guess, behind the word. So it's fun. All good. There's no judgment here. We're nerds. What, what, what are we to judge? Have you got any interesting messages or feedback since this has happened? Besides your family, um, that is a great question because Disney gets weird. Um, and it's not Disney, but I've gotten a lot of very creepy messages mm -hmm. and very strange messages. Um, one of the one of the big ones was actually um, somebody had turned around on the video on Facebook and had said, "I bet she's really good in the bedroom with that foreplay or the role play, not foreplay, role play." <laughs> And um, that was that was really interesting. Um, I've gotten people asking, you know, what I charge per night, which uh, is, again, just really interesting. And, uh, you know, <laughs> very yeah. nice Disney questions. Yeah, no it is definitely I charge five hundred dollars for to come to a party dressed as this. And that's all. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be two hundred dollars for a hug and a photo thank you there you go <laughs> no i think it's also funny when you're a disney character because it's weird because i i mean i mean i'm kind of a disney character but i'm not i think rich you've seen this you can kind of understand that i i do a, a crossover deadpool and poo so it's deadpool nice so nice. i just walk around and fuck with everybody oh yeah um yeah i think at one point i'm, I'm planning to walk around with an infinity gauntlet and just say okay where's the kingdom of hearts for royalties let's go um <laughs> but it, it, it's funny because you know when it's adults you can say whatever do whatever and whatnot but right. when it's of course kids you know, you, yeah, yeah. You got to be really careful. Oh um, yeah. You, you got to be really careful. Um, and it's, I think it's also funny because everyone, I think one time someone like shoved a baby in my arms and took a photo and I was just like, I'm more scared of this than all the grenades I'm carrying. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they took a photo and I, I, I had my mask on, but, but the whole time I'm like, don't drop this. Don't drop this. Yeah. Don't drop yeah. this. So I was like, but I was like, why would you do this? I was like, this, this is a child, not a purse. Yeah, um, you know, <laughs> I, I've had some I've had some funny interactions that way because I've been cosplaying a long time. One of the other mm -hmm. characters that I do is actually Snow White, which has oh boy, she's she's a fantastic character, but her voice is very. If I have to do it for a long period of time, it is very annoying. Um, but I was I was with a couple of my friends and I turned around. We were listening to Disney music and we were listening mm -hmm. to You're Welcome. And okay. there's the there's the little uh, the little 
Maui rap in the middle of the song. And I turned around and in the voice for Snow White did the whole rap. What? My friends could not handle it. It was probably one of the funniest things I've ever done in my life. That's awesome. Um, And I, to this day, get questions to do that just to blow people's minds because it's, it's, it's so weird and out of character, but it's so funny. Oh, 100%. Obviously I don't do that in front of kids, but it's funny. So would you say that you also can't lie down at Snow White at a convention? Cause then it gets a little weirder (laughs) just out of curiosity. Um, I would say most likely I can't lie down in any of the costumes because I am Mm -hmm. usually in a full corset underneath the costumes. Yeah. Um, those are steel bone and about as oh, tight boy. as I can handle them, mm-hmm. which is pretty small to begin with. But um, I actually, because I sew, I have issues with my back sometimes. And that day at Terrificon, I couldn't wear the white corset that I usually wear under Mary mm-hmm. Poppins because it, my back was um, having such an issue that day. I couldn't even put it on. And I was really upset that morning that I couldn't mm-hmm. wear it. But uh, um, uh, generally... Oh, so- one of our fans is apparently requesting that you do the Snow White Moana rap. Oh, guys, no. guys, guys, no, 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 no. That was a spur of the moment, never going to happen again. Um, <laughs> can you, I guess, because we have saw the video, but um, okay. Can you do something in your Snow White voice? Is oh, that possible? Uh, absolutely. What is it you want to hear? That's the question I'm going to ask. Uh, you know what? A- anything. Can you still, can can you whistle while you work, maybe? Is that possible? Just whistle while you work. Mm-hmm. And cheerfully together we can tidy up the place. Just have a merry tune. Mm-hmm. It won't take long when there's a song to help you set the pace. <laughs> I, I suddenly yeah. feel a need to clean this room. <laughs> <laughs> Leo, we're going on break. I got to clean. <laughs> <laughs> this is fantastic. Uh, so so I, I have to ask, I, we don't know how much more time you have. And we assume that, you know, you're very famous now. So, you know, <laughs> we're going to remember, that, hey, do you remember that time that it, and Rose was on? Oh, yeah, she blew up. Like, she's in Disney now. Like. <laughs> Big deal, man. Oh, I wish. <laughs> um, so besides Michael, have there been any other really awesome, not not just in Mary Poppins, but maybe Snow White, other guys, please have, what's another great moment that was just like, is this happening? Is this happening? Did I die? Actually, like, is this my dream? He's the first and he's, oh, he's the, the only f- one. Yeah. Wow. So, um, High bar. Yeah. Yeah. And the funny thing is because of Terrificon, I have actually been invited as a guest to Fan Expo with the um, nice. Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. That's awesome. So I will be there on Sunday and oddly enough, Michael Rooker will be there as well. Oh yeah. You guys are, so- you guys are best buddies. <laughs> you know. Happen. Something's gonna happen for you. you. You you should just give him a little thing of sugar as a memento. Yeah. Um, yeah. The um the person who actually invited me was telling was uh mentioning they they were like you need to bring a sugar packet and a spoon it because because of COVID obviously but he was, mm-hmm. he was like yeah bring bring a sugar packet and bring a spoon oh, yeah. and yeah. just give that to together him. with a little ribbon. Yes yes I'll <laughs> take a red ribbon tie.
tie them both together. Yeah, it's it's gonna have to happen. <laughs> so are you are you working? Oh yeah, uh, everybody loved the voice. We people are, are <laughs> yes, and I'm just like we we know she's not doing it again. One time, <laughs> one time, guys. In that little spoon, Drew, Drew. I'm sorry, I didn't interrupt for just a second. No, you're in good, buddy. Spoon, it has to have like your Instagram thing on it. So oh uh, yeah. Yeah, screw Come business on, cards, got, business spoons. You got time, bro. You got business spoons. You don't yes, know that's going to happen. Watch. Yes. No, that sounds that sounds about right. <laughs> so Magic. what are you working on? Are you working on anything that we can keep an eye on? Are you working on anything new? Or are you just like, nope, I've got my stable of costumes. This is it. Um, I'm actually always working on costumes, uh, believe it or not. Um, mm. Right now, I'm working on Anya from the movie Anastasia, which was a yes. big part, huge part of my childhood. So I'm doing the yellow ball gown from Once Upon a December. Oh, nice. With the, um, the blue sash. And I have, I went and bought the um, Together in Paris necklace. And I have a crown that looks a lot like the one that she wears in the movie. It's not identical, but... Uh, it's close enough that I'm happy with it. So it, it, it's always so funny because there's always that argument that she's essentially a Disney princess, but people oh, are like, is. yeah, exactly. But people are like, Oh, it's DreamWorks. And I was like, Oh yes. And it's about, it's, it's like, not. right. That's fine. It's, 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 yeah, it's no. 20th century Fox. Um, and I know this because I've had this argument with people and, um, <laughs> she, she was with, ready, guys. The, with the acquisition, she is owned by Disney now. So she is Disney princess and I will not stand for any, um, any Anya hate because she is absolutely a Disney princess. <laughs> guys, we've, we've settled the argument now. Yep. There's proof. The same thing goes for road to El Dorado. They're Disney yes. too now. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. I will stand for nothing else. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Alba is Susan Storm. She's a Disney princess. Too. You know, yep. listen, there, there were mistakes made. It was the early 2000s, okay? We, but, but, <laughs> with, with that logic, though, now Princess Leia is now a Disney princess. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, absolutely. But, 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 but Leo, at, at this rate, at this rate, you're going to become a Disney princess at this rate, okay? <laughs> the way that Disney is going, like, you know, come on, man. Um, so, okay, so so you're a Mary Poppins person, and I just have to ask, how do you feel, how did you feel about the sequel, the one with Emily Blunt as the character? Okay. Um, I actually, people ask me this all the time, and... I can tell. I always, I always start with their live-action versions, ha or their remakes, I haven't generally liked them. Mm. However, the reason I think I don't like them is because they try to tell the same story in a different way. And I don't think it always works. However, with Mary Poppins Returns, which I really did love, I loved the music, I loved everything about it, um, I felt that they succeeded with that one because they were mm. telling a separate story. They weren't okay. trying to tell the story of Jane and Michael Banks, they were telling the story of Annabelle and Georgie and, and Michael's children and Jane after uh, Michael and Jane after they grew up and mm -hmm. they weren't they weren't telling the same story anymore. So right. in that in that aspect, yes, they absolutely succeeded and I thought the movie was fantastic. So that's my take on it. Okay, there you go. That uh, I, okay. <laughs> Do you guys have anything else? I mean, I could keep to dominating the conversation, but you know, you're also here too. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you guys definitely uh, always come up with awesome questions. Um, did you have a chance to see Suicide Squad yet? I did. I did. Um, I actually watched it the other day with my mom. And... <sighs> I haven't wow. yet. That's why. No, no. That's why I'm okay. reacting. I haven't yet. Okay. 
So okay. I'm literally the minority here. So that's fine. Now I love my, my family has very mixed views on it. I actually loved it. Um, taking it out of the, what I usually do when I watch a movie is I take it out of the context of anything before or anything after view mm-hmm. it as a movie itself and then compare it to what's around. And right. I found the movie to be really enjoyable. It was it at points there were kind of like really moments like mm-hmm. why, why do this? Why is this what's been led up? to but mm-hmm. and uh, obviously there were some things that as a, f- a fan of the characters i was just kind of like no i wasn't happy with but right. it was a great story and they told it very well um mm-hmm. i think everyone that was involved in the feature was fantastic right. um yeah so i really don't have anything to really complain about with the movie i thought the story was fantastic well it's james gunn you know I, yeah I, he- yeah. Yeah, there there really isn't much you can complain with. Um, I go into details. So did you have to like um, take a nap or something? You know what? I think I am just going <laughs> to mute and I'm just going to let you guys talk and, okay. and, um, and and we'll we'll wave you back in. Yeah, yeah, just some <laughs> sort of signal or something, you know, hand hand puppets, you know. There we go. And, and okay, just, just let me just one second, let me just bus signal for you. Yeah, and he'll just sit there and look pretty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, righty then come on leo let's go okay so uh real quick uh i i read today that the harley quinn key scene she did that for real and i yeah. think it was like on the first take i heard about that too and um i went back and rewatched that scene specifically because i was like no there's no way <laughs> Yeah, my my wife the same thing. She's like, really? She really did that? You know, it's just. I mean, I what, can believe it, but wow. What's that? It's the whole gun scene that she the did whole, one day. The whole key scene when she, she unlocks put... herself from being oh, when oh, she's captive. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. I yeah. mean, the flexibility she had is better than <laughs> better than I've ever had in my life. <laughs> yeah, it's uncanny. Yeah, but from the beginning of this movie, it, it was just rock solid with action. Oh yeah, and um, I, I'll say my my personal Harley that I live with was very upset with Michael for killing that bird right in the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> but that bird got revenge, didn't it? Oh, it did. Oh, it did. Or at least it, one of its family's members did. Yeah, I, I thought that was kind of kind of ironic the way they used that. But um, I was very I was very sad that all these big names were put in the yeah. movie just for the that what ten maybe ten minutes. And then they were all killed off. I was I was crying, <laughs> but um, it, it was a Suicide Squad movie. You had to expect a lot of people to be casualties of war. Yeah, but I expected that after you know maybe a half hour, maybe like forty minutes after you see more of their characters, not literally in like ten minutes. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like you know the way it played off like pete davidson you know you, you figured mm-hmm. he was going to be like a, a a regular character and he's like what he was the first one that got killed and oh yeah nathan fillion oh my god his, his character was so ridiculous it it was, uh, did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which uh that was developed just for this movie he's not uh dc canon really i didn't know that wow yeah i, I, I read the, like low grade guy that they used once or twice no nah, they they uh from what i read today he was developed uh just for the uh, for the the movie and what is funny wow. leo I, I didn't notice it the first time but because i've watched the movie twice now because i was looking for easter eggs yeah um that his arms actually had like little sockets like as if yes, he was did, yeah. oh yeah i cracked <laughs> me up i thought that was hilarious and was, was he doing like the uh the three stooges slap it looked like he was trying to do that i don't know what he was trying to do <laughs> like punching yeah, guy. Yeah. 
Well, they're just shooting his arms. He's like, uh, 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 uh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. My curiosity is, obviously, he can feel everything when his arms are detached. Does that mean that it's like his body is with his arms and that's how he's feeling everything? Or is it that his arms are just extended in nothing? That That's that's what I'm curious about. Hmm. I don't know. It's, uh, it's kind of mind control. Maybe because his mind is controlling the arms, that that is the connection to the pain. Maybe, maybe. I, I'm sure, you know, with, with uh, you know, trying to look at it scientifically, there could be like some quantum theory type of thing you know where they found out like uh to like uh the quantum entanglement where where you can have like um go ahead ant-man let's go well no 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 no, this is this is again go ahead say it again no quantum entanglement this is where they're they're (laughs) it's a real thing this is where they're trying to do quantum computers where i'm just being silly i'm sorry no i i know but they they it's like a mirrored atom and they found out that you know they've separated an atom by i think uh you know a couple hundred feet and basically it's like an on off switch whatever you do to one happens to the other even though even though it's you know separated and they think that they can do quantum you know because it's just ones and zeros for binary they think they can do that uh with quantum computers Uh so uh yeah sorry that's that's a little deep there but you know that's my thought is you heard it way deep on that one sorry 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 that's that's my job though That was really cool, though. Really yeah. interesting information. Yeah, and then it get, then it gets real crazy when uh um oh, what the hell is it called that um atoms react differently if they're um viewed upon mm-hmm. that there's uh there's like a, a Doctor Adam uh video series that you can watch that's pretty crazy but you know what that's too dorky so uh <laughs> so, back with Suicide Squad uh so so uh Eileen, uh what was your favorite part of the movie? Ooh. Um, or is there a scene that really sticks out that, you know, you know what there is, um, and this is just from personal experience, but I absolutely loved when Harley was in the bird cage and she was feeding the birds. Um, I was very fortunate when I was growing up, my parents were able to occasionally go on like really nice vacations and we had gone to Florida and we went to Discovery Cove. So I've actually done what she was doing in that video. And, um, that scene itself just kind of like brought me back to being, you know, a kid and back when my hair was much, much longer than it is now. Um, and you know, there were birds climbing in my hair and I just really miss that time because you know I was younger and enjoying I didn't really have so much that I had to like worry about and had to concern myself with so I just missed being like a little kid but so the birds yeah really connected with yeah that I, I'm that yeah I, I'm a bit of a dork with that but yeah. I'm really mad at that general and he dispersed those birds yeah <laughs> Yeah, that was that was a little heartbreaking there. So. Yeah, that was that was really sad. Yeah, Starro got him for them. Oh, yes. totally. And, oh, yeah. and and that scene with with uh, with Harley, her fight scene with all like the animation, like the oh, animated God. birds and yeah. everything. Oh, yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. What about you, Velvet Joker? For me, Leo, I, of course I love the Harley parts. Yeah. Uh, being such a Joker file that I am. Um, but th- the whole thing with the guy um, that she sort of momentarily fell in love with and the just the jokes and the thing about his schlong, and I apologize, Eileen. No, you're all right. 
and uh, how she she like murders him, and she's like, "There were just signs, and you just can't kill kids." Yeah, which <laughs> is awesome. I I love that. And um, Leo, I don't know if you put it together, but for me, like when all the rats attack Starro, it felt very much like when the monkeys in um Batman Ninja um were attacking the um what was it like the joker robot oh yeah 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 i felt like they were borrowing a little bit over there i don't know uh if i was just reaching too far on the connection but uh maybe just like, <laughs> a little bit a little bit of a reach maybe a little bit a little bit a little bit and of course poor starro at the end he was like oh, yeah i just just wanted to look at the stars i was so happy well see that's the thing with with a lot of villains it not all of them but a lot of them have very um very sad backstory moments where they're just like this is all i wanted and you see what they've become and you it just makes you sad on you see why they became the villain and why they're doing what they're doing and you just feel bad for a lot of them yeah and and feeling bad uh uh, i'm gonna link that to david dashamalian as the uh polka dot man oh yeah oh my god oh my god first of all he was brilliant amazing yeah and that he kept seeing his mother everywhere was was awesome that was great (laughs) it was like psychological and um and then when he did like his when he was so infected with the um the dots he looked like eric stoltz in the mask Mm -hmm. but glowing and i didn't feel like that was too far of a reach though what do you think (laughs) eileen um probably not no i I could see that so i think you're good (laughs) yeah i mean i could talk about this movie like scene for scene it it was just i thought it was brilliant um i know you know some of the stuff was crass but i'm a huge wise ass and (laughs) i loved almost every moment of this movie yeah it was it was really enjoyable um i had a really good time watching it um my family was like yeah no it it was okay and i was like no it really was good as you know a movie removed from everything else and even as a suicide squad movie i will probably get some uh, hate for that but i thought it was a very very good movie as a whole yeah i, I totally agree too and uh sean gunn uh, i need to see video of him as weasel licking the glass <laughs> that is, is that must be hilarious because he did the mocap for a weasel and he also did oh, uh, no. he, he was also a calendar man oh no <laughs> that that's something that has to be out there on the internet somewhere yeah yeah just somewhere just somewhere like continuing story like he goes on to murder a bunch of children or something horrible yeah maybe uh the i i dark dark at times i apologize no no worries (laughs) uh i I absolutely loved king shark yeah yeah he was was great (laughs) yeah i got hand that was brilliant one word uh, you know, you know, I was a little disappointed that you know I love the King Shark in the Harley Quinn cartoon where it's um uh what the hell is that comedian's name? Ron was that Fun- the signal? I just uh, no, was that the signal? Yet. Oh, okay, sorry. Five more minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> or unless you want us to ruin things for you. Uh oh, Ron Funches. That's it. Yes, Ron Funches. Yeah, I, that King Shark is hilarious, but I, I do understand where they went with uh Sylvester Stallone and, and his character or Patrician uh Patrician. 
portrayal of uh, King Shark. Um, you know, I, I think there's uh, room enough for a, a world with both, you know? Mm. Yeah, I, I'd love to see a King Shark movie. Yeah. He, he has his own uh, comic now that came out last week. Yeah, I, cool. I read, read the first one. It was pretty good. Yeah, I, I, I have it set aside for myself. I'm going to read it. Way. Uh, uh, there's some other comic book news we'll, we'll talk about in, in a little bit. But uh, anything else for, for Suicide Squad? I mean... Uh, I don't know. We, well, we usually rate these things, Leo. Now, Eileen, we have a rating system of uh, up to five crowbars. Five crowbars. Up to five crowbars. So if okay. you had to rate this movie, what would you rate? <sighs> I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to go with a four. Not quite a five, but I'm going to go with four crowbars for this one. It was pretty good. All right. Yeah. Uh, I saw your rating on, on Facebook. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I'm sticking that. You're sticking like to that. Four and a half. Four and a half crowbars. Four and a half crowbars. Um, yeah, I'd have to go with a, uh, for a DC movie, definitely a, uh, a four and a half crowbars. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, there, that's a good question. With as far as DC movies goes, Harley and I kind of think, I think this and the Snyder Cut are number one right now. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah kind of tied. Oh, yeah, definitely. That I would absolutely agree with that. All right. Do we uh, bring <laughs> Drew back in? Or, or are we done with dirty details? <laughs> Drew! Come oh, back! He's, he's his nails. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe I message him. Yeah, you <laughs> Keep keep the conversation going while I while I message them. So now, um, Elise, what's your what's your day gig? My day gig. Um, well, I, I hate to say it's really boring, but I actually I work at a fabric store. That's oh, okay. that's all I do. That worked out perfect for you. Um, yeah. So I I work at a relatively small fabric store for right now, and I make clothes and costumes on the side and have fun and sing wherever I'm allowed. <laughs> Very cool. I'm back. I mean, did, did you guys enjoy chatting and just talking about this great movie that I'm probably going to see soon? You know, yes. like nerds. So, <laughs> nerds. Um, I had some questions. Hold on. Well, while you think of them, uh, some, I don't know. If this, I don't know if this is uh, news for today, but it was it kept on popping up on my feed that uh, Tim Drake is by. Okay. Like, like, so I mean, I'm, I'm not saying anything's wrong with that. But no, just they're fictional characters. They can be anything. Oh, yeah. But it, it was, it was like a ton of posts on my feed were popping up that I, I don't know if it's the most recent issue, but he, uh, um, yeah, he, he was like on a, uh, on a date, uh, with this other boy and, uh, like the internet was like going crazy. Like, why, why do you need to go crazy for that? You know? Was, well, because we're talking about the same fan base that loves the fact that DC keeps featuring Dick Grayson's butt. You know, like the fact that that is a thing, like they're like, listen, they should be called Asswing, not Nightwing. I'm like, <laughs> straight out of Gotham, y'all. Um, listen, and it, it, again, these are fictional characters. It is what yeah. it is. You know, Tim Drake is still one of the best Robins that was ever created. Um, they're all great. And that's the best thing about that character. But uh, at this point, ner- like, I just feel like sometimes nerds will be nerds. And what I mean by that is they will get mad about anything. There is very rarely a decision that is like universally. There's always that one person who's like, you know what? I don't like this. And I was like, that's great. And then yeah. I'm just like, cool. Mute. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's that's every community. Every community has like the the gatekeepers or just the the angry people who are just like, no, I don't like this. This is not right. And I'm just like, come on. Even Disney, which is yeah, you know, wholesome yeah. and whatnot. You got people. I was like, listen, um, Cinderella, when did you become the evil stepmom? Because you're giving me those vibes. <laughs> You know, yeah. it, it's always those people. They were like, I don't think you're Disney enough. I was like, are you sure? Because I'm more Disney than you right now. Wholesome, evil, yeah. different. I turn around. I just say, you have a magical day and move on. <laughs> because Basically, that's all you can do. That's all you, you can do. You have a magical day. And in Disney, it's like, you can go fuck yourself. All right, cool. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I have a question um, for our for our guest. What is, and this is maybe hard, so, you know, like, what is your favorite Disney movie? And what's your favorite that you feel doesn't get enough cred? Ooh, okay. My favorite Disney movie since I was little has always mm-hmm. been Beauty and the Beast. And that is because, uh, naturally, I have hazel eyes. And Belle is the only Disney princess with hazel eyes. I've went and looked. She is, she is absolutely the only one. Um, so I've always felt connected to her and I was very bookish as a kid. So I really connected with her character and it's always been my favorite. As mm. far as a Disney movie that doesn't get enough credit, that's gonna have to be the Aristocats. That movie is, you know, it, when I was a kid, it was absolutely fantastic. Even now, I, I love to go back and watch it just for nostalgia. I love the storyline of it. I think it's mm. just fantastic. Is that so, one the Siamese cat? We are yes, Siamese? that's yes. the one that they've uh, recently they censored. I was putting it all together. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. And I I agree with the censoring. Um, I I think that now that joke, if they considered it, if the, if it was considered a joke at the time, what the the reference was very in poor taste nowadays. Right. But um, I think the movie as a whole, though, st- it still stands up even with that, that removed because. If you take it out, it's not hurting the story at all. It's still a good story. I, I mean, I guess. I mean, I think for me, it just, I feel like, just in my opinion, I feel like if you just had that disclaimer in the beginning, mm-hmm. to me, kind of like what Warner Brothers does with their old cartoons, like, listen, mm-hmm. we know this was not in, this is offensive now, but we have to kind of have that because it shows how far we've come. I mean, yeah. and a lot of early Disney had that. I mean, you could yeah. literally count off both your hands. A lot of the early Disney things are questionable. I mean, Peter Pan, why is the yeah. red man red? I was like, okay, wow. Okay, that is Yeah, I, I was never I was never a fan of that song when I was a kid. I always found that really, really strange. But um mm-hmm. yeah, and that's with every every older movie I, was, I always found that anything from um from that time period, um even some a little more recently, it's still, you know, very very much in the time period. So they made jokes that mm-hmm. made sense then that now just they don't sit well. Yeah, a little out of taste. Yeah. So plenty of Bugs Bunny, which was Warner Brothers, did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's like that. Um, so I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, like I see, you guys had me on the bench so long, so eager to play. I'm tripping the ball. Because <laughs> um, again, it was like Disney. I was like, I also grew up in a Disney home. So, mm. you know, so now I'm like, it's Disney World. And would you yeah. ever do a, a, a Disney villain? Oh, that's a good Disney villain. Ooh, would I ever do a Disney villain? Um, ooh, I mean, uh, absolutely. Would I? 
Um, Cruella, perhaps? Is, you know what? what? After, after watching that new movie, absolutely. I, uh, good? Oh, boy. That that movie was fantastic, and I loved every second of it. As a designer, wow. they got a lot of things right, and mm. seeing that um, seeing that on screen was really rewarding for me because that's that's what I sit and do. I will sit with a sketchbook and I will draw things up. Um, I generally don't have the resources to just go and pick whatever I want to make whatever I want, but um, it was very very accurate in a lot of the ways of how things work when you're making things how um how things have to get done and a lot of the cutthroatness of the business is really well portrayed there so i mean i i was very very in love with that movie and i would absolutely kill for that um spotted coat that she wears at her final um fashion show that that's definitely another one that i have to work on (laughs) i see I, I, okay, guys, you know, she, we got the next bell in there. Uh, <laughs> I've turned her. <laughs> indeed. Thank you. Thank you, Smiley. Um, so here's another question. What, because I feel like everybody has one. They don't want to admit it, but not every Disney movie is perfect. What is a Disney movie that, that you just think is okay? It's fine. You know, but, you know, I've sort of people are like, oh, that's so great. And I'm just like, it's okay. It's just, it, you didn't connect with it as much. That one's going to have to be Sleeping Beauty for me. Thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so I just, boring. I felt like it was it was all right. It was the music and as as a singer, the music was fantastic. I can't, you know, discredit the music, mm-hmm. but um and I mean vis- like visually it was great. The story itself, it, a girl falls asleep for a very very long time and it I, I don't know. It just didn't sit with me the way that a lot of other Disney movies did. It wasn't I don't know. It it yeah, yeah, it just it wasn't in my favorites. I think the character of Aurora is interesting, but she gets the least amount of lines and screen time of all the Disney princesses, so mm-hmm. you really don't know her character too well. Yeah, it's then oh man, thank you, God. I'm sorry. I, I've been saying that for years, but like, oh no, it's great, it's great. I was like, listen, Maleficent is the better character. She literally controls demons. Like yeah. amazing. Yeah, gotta that you. yeah, gotta 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 give that. So would you ever, you know, would you ever, now that you've met it, would you ever do a Yondu version of Mary Poppins? Now, I, you know. I have gotten asked this, and actually, before before we went to the convention, my dad did suggest that to me. Mm-hmm. And um, if it wasn't for the fact that I would have to paint myself blue right. in that white dress, I probably would have done it. Um, but because that dress was, it took me so long to make and to get right. Um, Mm -hmm. I will absolutely not be painting myself blue in that costume. Fair enough. Would I, however, make like the regular nanny costume and do that? I could see myself doing that. I could absolutely see myself doing a, um, Blue Mary Poppins in the future. Because that'll just furtherly make his day. Oh, absolutely. You know? I'm sure. <laughs> like, I mean, especially you gotta, you gotta, especially if you get his number, you gotta just say, like, yeah, I'm just texting my BFF, Michael Rooker, the progress <laughs> photos. We got a, got a text chain going. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I've, I've gotten a lot of people asking me if I have his number and I actually don't. Um, Yet. That is not something, <laughs> that is not something he yeah. easily gives out. Um, now, of course, I didn't ask for it because that's just that's just weird. Um, I met him for like five minutes. It was not <laughs> the time and place to ask that. 
but he is he is very nice and i'm sure if i went and tagged him in a post on facebook or something Mm -hmm. with myself in a mary poppins costume dressed as a mary poppins yondu i'm sure he would love that oh yeah (laughs) just dm him on insta (laughs) yeah you got he'll he'll remember you'll be like oh hello there michael hello (laughs) greetings well well, you're gonna be with him at another con maybe you should start going to uh you know follow him around on uh in cons subtly 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 yeah subtly Um, just you know east coast cons right yeah yeah right i do i do plan to um to see if i can reach out to him going to fan expo and see you know if he's interested in just sitting and chatting again because that was just so wonderful and he I, I walked out of that encounter with him um, absolutely shaking oh, yeah. because I had, I had never had anything like that before happen. And um, I just, I, I was sitting there with my dad and I said to him, I don't care whatever else happens today. This is the best day ever. And I thought the day couldn't get topped <laughs> and it just kept getting better. <laughs> that, that, that happens at terrific con. I don't know if you, have you guys had, I've had a beautiful moment like that terrific con myself. Guys, have you had anything like that? Um, so many. <laughs> well, yeah. I, you know, the person you want to talk about ambiance. This guy's laugh is so good. It annoys people at the con. Uh, at New York comic con. Listen, I, I, I make famous people hate me. It's true. <laughs> That's literally his business card. Yeah. Um, no, I, I just, it's funny because I remember when I met Kevin Conroy, and I was dressed as old Bruce Wayne from Batman Beyond, and he knew, and he shook my hand, and I, I was like, can you do the thing? And he said it in his voice, the welcome to my world. I was like, I had your same reaction. I was like, That's it, I'm good. Rest of the con, I don't care. I don't care. No one knows who I am. Everyone keeps thinking I'm someone's grandpa. Someone thought I was the granddad from Up. I was like, I don't have any balloons. It doesn't make any sense. You know? Um, I was like, I'm good. I'm good. I had this moment. This this is all I need. This is all I need. It's all I want. It's all like, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's the best when they recognize and they're like, you know, and they, they're like, oh, wow, your accent is really good and everything. You're like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Drew, uh, actually, you reminded me that the year that uh, Kevin was at the uh, Kevin Con, where I was at the show, um, I went and introduced myself on Friday night without the makeup. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They warned me about you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, well, you didn't have any makeup on, just trying to be a nice guy. So it was like, like, around you tomorrow, and there's a lot of laughing. I'm just giving you the heads up now. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the best thing about Terrific Con, is it's just so personal. Like you feel you can talk to people. <laughs> oh, that's and beautiful. Then, and then shit like that happens, and you're just like, okay, cool. I don't need coffee today. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can talk to people. You also can move your elbows and not bump into people. That's something I don't feel like you get at New York a lot anymore. Maybe now. Well, well, I mean, even like uh, uh, Rhode Island. Rhode Island was getting to the point where, you, like, you're you're all scrunched in. Oh yeah, no, that no, where the fire marshal regularly has to be like, ah, we need to let some go before we let some in. Yeah, like we need to bleed it out a little, drain it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, of room well, at the convention center. Well, I think it's a little more than that because the way Mitch runs the con, I mean, just oh, yeah. the oh. the map, like you can actually find people because he has that map he tells you exactly where everybody's going to be and you know uh if for the people that are only going for a certain thing you can get in and get out you know rather rather easily you know where your your favorite people are going to be yeah yeah and he's and he's a maniac that man so 
an entire team of 20. He does it one day. One man, Mitch. Yeah. yeah. Other um, huge teams. He's got a handful of people that just volunteer the day of. Pretty much. It's just like, you, 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 you. Let's go. You're the volunteers for today. You know what you're doing? I'll tell you on the way. Hey, someone yeah. get me some. It's like he becomes J. John Jameson. <laughs> get me some photos <laughs> yeah. of Spider-Man. Get me some coffee. And then there's yeah. people that are that are volunteers and don't even know it. Like, like I didn't know I was volunteered <laughs> to. <laughs> I, I, I was talking to uh, uh, one of his friends and he's like, uh, you get, uh, so uh, uh, when are you going to be over there doing the videos this year? And I'm like, uh, well, I won't be able to make it this year because my camera died and I don't have, you know, 1500 to buy another one. And it's just, mm-hmm. uh, it's like, okay, I'll, I'll let Rich know that we need to find another camera person. I'm like, was, was I really, did I say yes? <laughs> was I even asked? <laughs> did I have a conversation that I left in the middle of that I've forgotten? And I said, yes, cause, cause fill in the blanks here. What's going on? Yeah. But I, I normally do uh, record the panels when, when I go there. But it's uh, mm-hmm. you know it's just what we do. But it's uh, yeah, this year kind of sucked because. Uh, so Eileen, so what's the like? Every cosplayer has like a dream costume. Whether it's yeah. if you you if you had the funds, you had yeah. an extra twenty four forty eight hours to the week that you already do. What oh, would be would, the dream? It would be more than that. So um, I know, I know, I was bashing the live actions a little bit earlier, but um, it's gonna be the 2015 Cinderella ball gown, the blue one. Yeah. Um, I think it's just absolutely, as a costume designer, it is absolutely spectacular. Um, I have been trying. Oh, what a lobster! Yep, right. what a cliffhanger! I feel like. Do you guys want to wrap it up soon so we can discuss some of the book because it's already past an hour. I mean, don't get me wrong. She's fantastic. We can keep talking all the time, but mm-hmm. I, th- I think some of our fans want us to talk some comics. Yes. Like, right? <laughs> did you guys have a fun chat about the Suicide Squad? We did, and we can't wait for you to watch it so we can get your Well, uh, your I mean, feelings. come on. Don't, don't you remember how ecstatic I was when I finally watched all of Loki? You know, all all the jokes? Well, Leo, I mean, there there is a dorks section for that other thing oh, that you connected me with. Is, has, is Drew now worthy? I mean, you know. What the, what, what is, the, worth, what hammers are you guys handing out? Am I worthy? I'm lost. I'm lost. Um, where where I watched the said movie we're talking about? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Drew Drew He's is worthy. Right. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so. Have you have you poked around there, or did you just H B? Oh, um, maybe. And we're back. Did did you go through collections? I I guess I guess. Um, oh. it looks like it's having fun. <laughs> hey. but, um, yeah, so it would have to be the 2015 ball gown. Um, as far as dream costumes, okay. I've been like spending hours just researching different ways to make the petticoat that would go underneath that. Mm-hmm. It can't be just a simple hoop skirt. It obviously has to be a bit more and a bit more entertaining than that. Um, so I know all the fundamentals of where I want go with it and what i want to do with it it's just a matter of getting funds at this point okay cool well i hope you i hope you somehow win the lottery and uh <laughs> can afford all that fabric and and i think you just need to carry a sign it's if you step on my dress i'm turning you into a pumpkin <laughs> that would be perfect yeah you know um so also i have to ask because disney cosplayers usually they usually have like a group together or they do like a a group shoot and whatnot is there like a if someone recruited you avengers style 
for a, a Disney group, what would be what would be the thing that would be like the Nathan Fillion picking up the phone, just saying yes? Uh, like if someone's like, oh, we think you'd be perfect for this, and you'd be like, yes, click. Hmm. I mean, and it doesn't have to be Disney. It could also be just cosplay, whatever. That's a hard one because I feel like the one character where everyone where i feel the most at home is mary poppins um so i feel like that's probably the easiest one for me to say mm-hmm. um however if i was gee it's it that one's really really hard um it's it's got to be mary poppins i think okay mary poppins y'all <laughs> mary poppins, yeah. no eily um when fan expo is that this weekend that's actually uh, the first weekend in September. I, I will be there um, with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society on September 5th. And okay, that, my family that... and I will be up there for the weekend, so I will be up there with some other costumes as well on oh, the 4th the and the 3rd. Weekend. So uh, who else do you have who's on the lineup? Can you reveal? Um, I'm hoping to bring Anastasia with me. Um, and I'm trying to decide on the last one. I'm kind of torn between a couple. Um, I have some newer ones that I haven't brought anywhere yet because of COVID. Um, I'm thinking maybe I have a Wendy Darling I'd love to bring somewhere. Um, or maybe some other ones that I just have kind of socked away. Or maybe I'll just wear Mary Poppins all three days. <laughs> and listen, all I'm saying for your Anastasia, you gotta see if you can bring like a stuffed Bartok. Yes. You know, yes. I will just, have to find a Bartok. You know, oh yeah, you know. <laughs> um, it, it's so funny. I didn't realize that that uh, Rasputin was Christopher Lloyd till like years later, and I was just like genius. Or that Hank Azaria was the voice of Bartok. Mm-hmm. I was just like, God, this movie had so much talent. I'm gonna do you one better. Uh, so the singing voice for Rasputin, I, mm. I'm pretty sure about this one, is Jim Cumming, voice of who? Of course. Yeah. The night, not, I like, I, I know he had that weird sort of controversy a couple of years ago, but I mean, when I met him, that is the nicest, most pleasant man ever. And it's so weird how he can just launch into voices. He can go from Darkwing to Winnie the Pooh in like a second. And oh, it's yeah. just like, oh my God, the childhood. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's totally fantastic. All right, I, guys, I think I have all my questions answered. So do you have anything else? Uh, I don't have anything else. Do you want uh, Velvet Joker? No, I'm good. I think that uh, we've covered pretty much everything. Anything that you want to uh, tell the masses out there, Miss Eileen, before we, uh, before we go off into a fan expo and hopefully your new famous life as the best bud of Michael Rooker. Just remember us. Should we see you at a con? Remember, you're like, oh, yeah, you're the you're one of the three loud dorks. I interviewed back in back in August. Oh yeah, you're the one who got left out from the Suicide Squad. I was like, yes, I did. Thank you. Um, I think the only thing I would have to say to everybody out there is, I hope you all have a super califragilistic expialidocious day. Ah, she said the word. <laughs> Uh, so we urge you, everybody, uh, to uh, follow Eileen. We have uh, information for her in the show notes up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. Uh, your Facebook, your YouTube, you're also on Instagram as well. And uh, I want to thank you so much for joining us. It was an absolute pleasure talking to you. And, uh, you know, I'm following you now, and we'll, uh, we'll uh, definitely keep a lookout for more of you and uh, Michael Rooker. <laughs> Actually, I have one more question for you. So can, I, can you confirm or deny that you definitely have a rivalry with Nanny McPhee? Or is that just a, uh, you know... Uh, I 
will I will never nor deny any association to Nanny B. Okay, cool. Because because that, that that's that's been following you your entire career, Mary. Yes, and absolutely. you know, and and so people just want to know because some people have said one is good, one is better. I was like, it doesn't matter. They're both British. Um, <laughs> you know, they redeem the children at the end. You know, yes. so they, I, I that was the one. They redeem the family at the end. Yes, they redeem the family at the end. You know, and then just disappear with magic. So, okay, thank you. That 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 was it. That's good. Thank you. I'm good. I just had to. I'm sorry. I, just, I was like, yeah. I didn't even know what you were talking about. I don't know who Danny McPhee is. No, no, Nanny McPhee, the Emma Thompson. Nanny. Nanny McPhee. You know, the 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 one the 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 British nanny who's like hideous, and then you know, as as it gets along, she teaches the kids manners and whatnot. She gets less hideous. All right, all right. Less Disney, more comics. Right, right, right. Sorry. So, <laughs> night night of the living Deadpool. Yeah. Oh. Night of Living Dead Poo. Yeah, I, I, I hate you both. Um, well, you, you know he he could have been a dead poo uh, later on. You you know what's always funny when people could say that they'll post online and they'll forget the H. So I was like, I'm not Mr. Hanky in a poo costume. You know that would be pretty funny. Howdy ho! <laughs> you know, gosh, you're looking all nice and flowery. <laughs> but um i think what i loved is that this first thing first i'm a huge deadpool fan i mean it's <laughs> no way what um but i have to say that a lot of the times i feel the mini series are either too on the nose or not enough like they 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 some people don't know how to properly balance wade in a way that's entertaining to a different story like they'll either just overdo it with the pop culture references or then they'll they'll not do it enough so i feel like all the greats maintain a certain balance and i enjoyed what colin bunn did here because essentially this is a gigantic parody of the walking dead right from the beginning when we start in a black and white zombie world right but instead of waking up in a hospital he wakes up from a chimichanga coma it's very it's very wade Right. Is, is there a sign that says dead inside somewhere? No. <laughs> <laughs> if they did, you know, I mean, um, and then like even this, like, you know, the world was color back then. Um, uh, like, it's just so funny, you know, uh, the way that it was done. And like, you know, it's just nice reading a subtle read of Deadpool. Like I didn't, there was nothing in here that was like, Oh my God, that's so funny. Ha ha ha. But it was still entertaining. Like it wasn't one of those books where you just stop reading midway. Cause you're like, I, I don't need to see how this ends. I'm already done. You know? Yeah. It was super enjoyable. Um, like you said, Wade being Wade, you know, just his commentary. And, mm -hmm. uh, but, but it even, it gets, there, there are a couple emotional parts in this, which kind of surprised me, which I, I didn't really think I was going to get out of a Deadpool comic. And, and that's the thing I always love is when you have that emotional component, because I feel like a lot of people just mislabel Wade as he's an insane, funny man who just annoys the crap out of the Marvel universe. But he had some depth and he has a lot of tragedy to him, you know? And it's something that originally fans, we were going to discuss the Dead Presidents arc, which is part of um, uh, Jerry Dugan and Brian Posen's Deadpool run, which I cannot recommend more enough. Um, and while being really great, it was a very emotional story from beginning, middle and end. And there were some moments there that that really hit the heartstrings. And and I agree, like th this this scene, um, like not just seeing this comic, it, you really feel for the characters. And I think it's, again, the kind of thing that Wade 
feels is the same way I feel like Wolverine does, where he's always going to outlive everybody. It's just his lot in life to constantly be alive when everybody around him is. There you go, funny. There, Wolverine there. Um, uh, everybody dies. And what I just enjoy is Wade's tenacity to just constantly never take anything serious, but just in a great way. Like, this is his filtering mechanism. This is how he deals with the fact that his life is literally an immortal nightmare. You know, he's, he's got to make jokes because if he doesn't, he's just going to, he's literally going to lose his, lose his mind. So, interestingly enough, different from The Walking Dead, uh, we actually got the reason why, how it happened in there. Yeah. Which was surprising uh, and surprising that they just pulled AIM out of the, the theater. You know? you know, and it's funny because it's not the first time that Deadpool has dealt with AIM. Um, there's a, a wonderful um, series, I believe it's Deadpool, Merc with the Mouth, written by Victor Grishler and drawn by the now late Bong Dazo, uh, which I cannot more recommend because it is truly a hysterical miniseries where AIM basically hires Deadpool to get his Marvel Zombies counterpart. And it's just a giant, big adventure because, of course, Wade bonds with himself because who's going to know Wade better than Wade? And AIM is just like, excuse me, we paid for you for a job. And you're basically, I was like, dude, it's Deadpool. Did you really think he was going to do it? Like, come on. Um, This, to me, was very much kind of spoofing, um, I think, Negan and the Hilltop. Or like the Whisperers. You know, you have these people like, oh, look at this town. This is so nice. Everything, we're going to burn it down. Sinners. Yeah. I was just like, oh my God, it's a bunch of Mrs. Doubtfires. You <laughs> yeah. Know? Listen, Wade was super logical in that too. He's like, so you're saying that if they, you know, for, for fucking up society, they're sinners. For starting society over in this really natural way, they're sinners. And like, he's like, this makes no sense. And then, of course, he's beheaded them all because he goes down and makes friends with the townspeople. Well, actually, wouldn't they be more? Oh, what's the name of that group? Um, they looked all normal. Uh, had Tasha Yar in there, uh, and it turned out they're all cannibals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're you're, you're thinking of the ones that ate. Um... Oh, God, is it Herschel? No, not Herschel. Uh, the old guy, the one with the hat. The ones that ate him, they were cannibals. Uh, no, they jo- They ate uh the guy who played the oh you're talking about the show i'm thinking the comic yeah the show the show the show yeah Yeah. um yeah sorry i i i still need to read the comic which is uh unfortunate it's all good but look at those ladies with the oh my god (laughs) with the machine guns (laughs) oh hello dear we're gonna burn it all down now um take the spoils for ourselves and and it was so crazy like they these i loved this because these are all zombie references. You know, you've got um, like scrolling up, you've got uh, the satellite coming in from space, space spores, which is kind of the Walking Dead explanation. You've got the evil monkeys, which was Outbreak. You've mm-hmm. got um, Reanimator right here. And then you've got Evil Dead, kind uh, of. Yeah. And even in one of the issues when they were looking for a safe space, they uh, they came across the Evil Dead cabin. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. You know, so yep. like it, Cullen Bunn, who I've met, is a great writer in the fact that when his when I feel like he's left to do his own thing, I feel like he really performs very well. I know he had some issues working with DC when during the Rebirth era, um, like he started working for Aquaman. And then because I guess there was a lot of negative fan reaction, 
he was like, uh, he was done around issue eight, and he even concluded his run at, at Sinestro by issue 22, and then he's like, yeah, I'm not working for DC again, and I'm like, wow. It's like, pulling the Kirby, going back to Marvel, nice. Um, yeah, this was crazy. Like, And Rich, you're right, it sometimes is good when you have an explanation of this is what happened. It's kind of like... Um, like Resident Evil, like you see where it started. Although <laughs> seeing Deadpool with the uh, the aim mask on, I was like, God, it's such an absurd costume. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like I, I, I'm sorry. I feel like if I if if I saw that at a convention, I'd be like, Oh my God, honey, look, an evil beekeeper. <laughs> but it, it did prove to be humorous during the uh, the Modoc cartoon which i i I gotta watch more of that i I don't even think i've watched one episode i saw like the trailers and some clips but um i think it's also can we just acknowledge that i think zombies like some people like oh running zombies like don't get me wrong a zombie running at you is terrifying but i thought these were particularly terrifying i mean the fact that exactly they like it's it's um it's return of the living dead you know, in that one, which was the I punk screwdriver out of my head. Yeah, yeah, which is like the punk one. Um, yeah, you just uh, they talk and they can talk and they, you know, they confirm ah. that the reason they eat brains is to deal with the pain of being undead. And I was like, yeah, this is so much more terrifying than and just. Yeah, and how is like their last memory? <coughs> So it's a mix between their last memories and you get the ones that, you know, keep on saying like, kill me first or kill me next. Mm-hmm. And then you get this idea that they're aware. I mean, look, Wade was kind of awake the yeah. whole time. I um, mean, he's eating these people who have been nothing but welcoming and caring about him. And he just, and then the worst part is he comes back because his healing factor kicks in. Yep. But it's too and late. The whole town's. Yeah. That was just, that was horrendous. It was, it was but, always but, his lot. That was really scary. Drew um, and Leo. Because they did say that, that they, there was a part of them, they were just captive, like they were just kind of there for the ride while their bodies were eating other people. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a little bit of a different twist that we haven't really seen on the zombies before. So again, to Colin Bunn, tip our hat. Yeah, absolutely. And then the, um, the artist, uh, Ramon Rosanas, I've never, I haven't seen him do anything. I thought he did a, a great job um and also props to i guess the joe sabino or whoever the inker colors was because the 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 juxtaposition of the color to the black and white is just fantastic because it would be weighed you know it makes him stand out even more now did the end uh was that from any zombie trope or was that totally original? Because I don't think I've seen that before. Yeah, I've never seen that either. That that was a new one on me, but it's it's kind of oddly appropriate, I would say. Um, like the him carrying around a zombie head is basically Deadpool Merc with a mouth. Cause that's basically what he did with Headpool. He would just carry him like a zombie football. Um, so I just love this idea that even though this this companion's brain is mush. Uh, he's still carrying him around because to Wade, this is about as good as it gets as a friend. Although this was genius. <laughs> putting the light, yeah. Yeah, the zombie headlight. Well, he, he wanted the the, uh, the scientist to give him the, the cure or to help him I, get a cure. I I don't know about you, but I think AIM is a zombie. Like that's so much more terrifying than evil beekeeper, like black and white. 
zombie beekeeper. I was like, yep, no honey. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a fun cosplay. Yeah, right? Um, no, it was it was great. And then, like you said, it was such a, a weird thing um, to, to see other clones of him. And then, like, he just doses himself with this cure. And... Uh, and then you know the weirdest thing happens. Let zombies eat them, and then they become Deadpool. Yeah, they all become like a piece of his s. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't find that out until the next series, right? Because the uh... yeah, the oh, oh, oh uh, instead of hunger, there was my healing factor, my consciousness infecting zombie after zombie, an army of Deadpools growing one bite at a time. Well, it's basically what it is. It's it, that, that grand, mm-hmm. and it's it's basically you're replacing one virus with another. Yeah, but you know? oh, I didn't realize that there was a, a second part to that. Oh, you know what it's kind of like? It's kind of like the ending. Although I did not like this ending at all of World War Z. Did you guys ever see that? I did. Yeah. So you remember how in that one they were like, oh. If people are sick, then hey, nobody oh, would want right, to fight right, the zombies. zombies. Weren't interested in people that had illnesses. Yeah, because they needed perfect, healthy hosts. Yep. Which I was just like, wow, this is horrible. Yeah. Um, I liked. I got to be honest with you. I think I kind of liked Return a little bit more than I did Night, um, simply because of Deadpool and Liz's relationship. I agree with you. You know, I, I, I think, again, having a sidekick or just someone that for Deadpool's personality to just bounce off each other was great. Um, and then you get this idea that no long, Deadpool is no longer a, fran- um, a unique character. He, the world is literally full of him. Well, also, he didn't do he didn't break the fourth wall until uh, the this storyline, the second part. Mm-hmm. He made some reference to um, to another comic book. And Liz, I, I, I would the definitely with the baseball bat, and, and I definitely got a very uh, Negan feel with her. Yeah, I got nothing, guys. I didn't read the second part. Right. <laughs> 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 kind of missed that, missed that memo, huh? There's a lot of memos being missed here at the Dorkin. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, no, we, we, we didn't. No, I just threw it in there because uh, I, I figured, you know, I read the so first short. Yeah, yeah. The first one was, you know, I didn't know I'd had time to to read them both. And well, uh, well Leo, you got to remember, last time we read Long Halloween it was thir- thirteen issues. <gasps> you know, I see, and it was like four that, issues. I was like, whoa. <laughs> uh, but we don't need to go too far into it. But it, you know, for those of you uh, watching or listening, if you are interested in checking out uh, mm-hmm. Night of the Living Deadpool or Return of the Living Deadpool, I do have links in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get them on Amazon, and those links do help support the network. Indeed. Yeah, I, I think we get like a couple cents from Amazon. And again, it was a good miniseries because I feel like comics, sometimes they'll just flood the market with if one idea is good, you're going to see like 50 other titles. Or just like I remember there were so many little miniseries like, oh, hey, Deadpool versus Carnage. Oh, hey, Deadpool possessed by the Venom symbiote, like all these things. And it's just like it's like, OK, like it's got to be a really good story. Otherwise, you're just kind of wasting Wade. Like when it was Deadpool versus Thanos, I'm like, okay. And the hook was death had been kidnapped, so they both had to get it because they're both paramours of death. I was like, okay, this makes sense because someone clearly did their homework or something ridiculous like, oh, hey, he was Deadpool versus Hawkeye. You know, like it's just Deadpool making fun of Clint Barton the whole time. Um, 
So as always with comics, sometimes, and I don't know if they realize it or if it's just business, they often will take a very good idea and kind of pump it, you know, just pump that well till it's dry. Really? They do that? <laughs> yeah. I, I think I, 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 I think the uh, 17 Spider-Man titles and the 22 Batman tie-ins, you know, or I don't know, the 43 Superman tie-ins probably, probably said a lot. It's true. It's natural. It's super sad. Get out. Get out. <laughs> Take your chimney sweep and leave. Well, you know, talking about running things into the ground, I, I mean, we know that Walking Dead has uh, has completed. Uh, oh, but, oh, yeah. Well, well, the the show is entering its last season right oh, now. Thank God. But, I mean, the comic ended, what, uh, a year ago? Two years? Two years. And I don't know if you realize this, but they've been re-releasing the comic in extended editions, and I believe they colorized it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I heard that, that, that Kirkman has been doing another version where it was like Walking Dead in space or something and i don't know it's just like it was like a like a thing where like rick ended up living or something and like he has like like a cyber hand and a flaming sword i don't know it's just it's one of those like one shot ideas that he just said fuck it let's go and apparently i think i might have seen that yeah yeah and apparently it's like genius and i was like yeah i mean i'm sorry i i enjoy kirkman but the best thing i've ever read that he did was invincible yeah, I, I, and, I'm hands out. Yeah, In- Invincible was amazing. I, I uh, we we still need to cover that here, but that's a larger book to. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to pick an arc. Oh yeah, yeah, maybe maybe like uh, you know, knock it down a, a, a section at a time. What are we totally. reading uh, on crowbars here? The week on yes. Um, Drew, it's your book. Why don't you take the lead? Okay. I, you know, I'm going to give this a solid, I'm going to give this a solid 3.75. Um, cause I enjoyed the story. Um, I enjoyed the artwork, everything. I definitely would recommend it to somebody who maybe has a good sense of humor and enjoys horror films. Cause I feel like they pick up a lot of the Easter eggs and the tropes is this like the greatest Deadpool story I've ever read? No, but it's still a good story. And sometimes when it comes to comics, that's pretty good in its own because I mean, think of how many back, uh, Deadpool back issues are cluttering comic store back issue bins as we speak, like hundreds. So, so I'd say 3.75 crowbars. 3.75. Uh, what about you, Velvet Joker? Um, I'm going to give it a solid four. Um, I thought the originality of the ending, um, and again, what I said about the zombies having that essence of still the people sort of just being there for the ride was was scary. And like you, like Drew said, it was it was an awesome horror slash comic story. And the emotional stuff that I was amazingly surprised that I felt from different points in the story is why I'm feeling solid for. Okay, uh, I'm. I'm going to give it a solid 3.5 for similar reasons that it was, uh, I really enjoyed the story. Um, and as emotional, I found it extremely dark and it kind of like put me in a dark spot. Yeah, it it was, uh, yeah. So, so I was feeling a little depressed after reading it, but I, I I did enjoy it. I did enjoy, I, I thought it definitely would have been more humor given a Deadpool, but, uh, 
the change you know, of pace was good. The, yeah, the change of pace was was good. I need to read more Deadpool. Uh, I haven't nearly read enough, but uh, what I have read, I've enjoyed. I will hook you up with a list, my dude. Awesome, thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah it, it's yeah, three point five. Totally. Yeah, and, and I think the thing being is that what people always forget with with zombie movies is there really isn't going to be a, a happy ending, you know, because. The way that infection, I mean, we guys, we've seen this just with COVID. Diseases, infections, whatever, they spread really quickly. And, you know, let's be real here. If COVID was a zombie virus, this planet would be dead. Yeah. You know, actually, speaking of that, uh, Discovery Channel uh, or Discovery Plus, uh, I, there's a semi new show. I, I've been watching some, some paranormal investigative one. And one of the things that they cover, you know, it, it's it's not one of the like the fluffy paranormal shows. It's one where. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, well, yeah, but it, it's, uh, yeah, it's not one where like. Oh my God! What was that? Was that creek? Oh, we got a ghost. No, this is a this is more. It's an investigative reporter, uh, going through the different mysteries and stuff like that. And he covered, uh, the the zombie virus, and they were actually filming that right before, uh, COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And uh, halfway through the episode, you know, uh, they started saying, uh, "We started filming this before COVID," and then halfway uh, through the episode, it's like we stopped it due to COVID, uh, but it was just creepy to you know look at the parallels you know they're talking about like a zombie virus how it will affect uh how fast it will affect the world and then you're looking at covid and it's just yeah if covid would have been a zombie virus it would have been you know it's, uh, we would be dead yeah it would be it would be it's you know how like george romero always had of the dead it would be planet of the dead yep let's just be real here and i think that's the thing and that's and it's so funny because that's what zombies became. It was always, it started as a political, not political, it was a social commentary. Remember, it was addressing conformity and racism and and a lot of things that that you wouldn't expect in a horror movie. And I feel that a lot of those times that message gets lost now in gore, uh, jump scares, and whatnot. Although we do see some of that, in my opinion, in funny enough, we talked about Guardians in the Day of the Dead remake directed by Zack Snyder, which is again one of the few Zack Snyder films I really like, which was written. The script for that was written by James Gunn. I don't know if you guys knew that. No. Uh, I, I, there is a um, Easter egg in the movie that you haven't seen yet, and uh, it's uh, the head of trauma. So if oh, can, nice. See if you can spot him. Okay, did you oh, guys... Because yeah. that's where Gunn came from. Yep. Right. Did you guys see John Ostrander anywhere in the film? He's supposed to be in there. I know James asked him to cameo because without him, we wouldn't have had the Suicide Squad. So I, 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 saw, I saw another cameo that I don't want Ooh. to talk about yet, but um, we'll, I, we'll, see, we'll, we'll discuss it when you, after you see it. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, he is in the movie. He is the one that injects uh, Rooker. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. And, really? I didn't know that. And also, also <laughs> third time, Rich. Ooh. <laughs> uh, and also, the woman who played Mantis is uh, she's uh, one of the singers in the club. Oh, Palm Klematov. Yeah, yep. that's that's what I was going to say. I wasn't going to share that with you. Oh, that's oh, fine. Sorry. But um, listen, I, I know I'm going to love it because I've been uh, James Gunn really doesn't do wrong to me, and we've talked about this before. Um, 
I mean, like I said, even Slither is fantastic. And Leo, you haven't watched Slither, right? That was no, it's on my list. I need, I need to watch. Yeah, it. you need to, especially come closer to October. I feel it'll definitely fit in with your spooky vibes. I feel um, confident you're gonna love. It. Oh yeah, I mean, come on, it's it's a zombie space movie, and Nathan Fillion is a sheriff. I mean, how can you not love it? <laughs> you know. Uh, and Michael Rooker is in that too because why not? Um, but mm, honestly, the kid from SNL. There you go. Um, but honestly, you know, I just have to say, you guys, we always get some really great guests. Like everybody's been delightful. There's never been one where I was like, you know what, I didn't like that guest. I, I thought they were, you know, we we haven't had any Steven Seagal kind of guests, you know, from SNL. I was like, they're the worst. Those dudes horrible. I am working on a pretty uh, big guest for us here. Spoil- <laughs> Spoilers for anyone watching. Uh, uh, yeah, hold on one second. I'm just pulling up the list. Uh, it yeah. wouldn't be until the fall. Uh, okay. but there, there is a possibility that we may have uh, Miss Julie Newmar. No way. I, I, I'm working on it, so fingers crossed. Holy no. What? Yeah. No. Now, that's oh Kitka, right? What's that? Is that Miss Kitka? Which, which incarnation was that, Drew? Do you know? Are you a Batman what? 66 fan? Yeah. My. Oh, my God. Yeah. My, my de- Anytime I talk about Batman, my father will always bring up Batman 66. And I was like, Dad, it's been over over 50 years. And was There's it, been so much more Batman. Uh, was Newmar, Newmar the one that played the Russian Miss Kitka to romance Bruce Wayne as Adam West? I feel like she was, right? I, I feel like, yeah, I think so. Because that sounds really... Fr- I mean, it's been a long time since I watched yeah, the yeah, 60s. Yeah. But... I mean, listen, the thing I'm going to ask her about, well, besides that, and I'm going to tell my father, he's going to freak out. Um, I want to ask her about Tu Wong Fu. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's and so what great. What do you think about Wesley Snipes and drag? <laughs> Wesley, John Linguizamo, and the great, the late, great, still amazing Patrick Swayze. Um, I looked fine. Patrick looked fine. But, oh, my God, that was ugly. Wesley, oh, my. And it's funny is that he went to SUNY Purchase, which, you know, they, they have a very big LGBTQ community. And they even have a, a, a show that's called Fall Ball where, uh, you know, uh, people can, can wear, co- wear, wear outfits, costumes, you know, but outfits and they can do performances and stuff. And I'm not going to lie. They are like, I've been in one or two of those and it is a hell of a show because the effort there is fantastic. Like I've seen people who the dance better than I could ever could. And drag shows are super fun, you know, but, um, so, you know, again, he went to purchase He's an alumna of purchase. So when I saw that, I was like, yeah, I wonder where you learned some of those tips. You know, back in the old purchase days, Wesley. Yeah, when I had a uh, when I owned the bagel shop, the geek themed bagel shop for twelve years, mm-hmm. um, I was really trying to up my makeup game as far as cosplay. And one of my customers uh, did drag shows on the weekend and mm-hmm. came to the house. He came to the apartment once or twice and gave me some tips, and he showed me, and then I emulated it. So yeah, there you go. Very talented. I think my favorite moment from that, and oh, we're going to wrap this up soon, Leo, because I already feel like I'm looking at the clock and I'm just like, we're just under two hours, <laughs> was the scene where he's getting frisked by the police officer and then he reaches under and, and whatnot. 
he didn't tell Swayze didn't tell the actor that he was that he basically stuffed a corn like a, a, a corn cob in his in his in his underwear. So that face of surprise is very genuine. I've never heard that. That's hilarious. <laughs> I, and I and I to be honest with you, when I found that out and I rewatched that because it's it's kind of like an unofficial tradition uh, with, with me and Ange, and I rewatched that. Boy, that scene is even funnier now because you're like, that's some real shock right there. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, and but I, listen, that that was great, but. I'll always think of her as Catwoman, you know, uh, her and her Eartha Kitt and Lee Merriweather, um, who I only got to meet for like a second, who seemed really pleasant. So, um, yeah. So that's awesome. And if that happens, oh, oh my God. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep you guys in, in the loop. Uh, and that's uh, thanks to our friends over at the Toking Dead. Uh, or token, uh, still token with. Uh, let, let us know if we need to uh, do some fundraising <laughs> to get our budget up for that. You know, uh, because that. Oh my God! I guess so. What did you do tonight? Oh, we uh, we interviewed Julie Newmar. I'm sorry. I'm sorry what? <laughs> like that's some nerd cred right there, guys. Uh, totally. Yeah. Is uh, yeah. So as soon as I saw her on a list, I'm like, okay, I need to get her for splash pages. So. Uh, oh, 100. And yeah, and it, you know what we got to do? We got to review a Batman 66 book. So we were like, so Julie, any thoughts? Well, she also did the voice. They, uh, didn't they just like two or three years ago redo an animated Batman 66 with as much of the original voices as they did? I wonder if she was one of the voices. She was, actually. I was just going to mention that, yeah. Boom. Get it on Plex, Leo. Yeah. It, it's already there. Oh, it's already there. It's already there. Every single uh, DC animated and DC, uh, yeah, anything DC is up there. I'm ready. I'm going to catch up, although I'm not dealing with that Superman Lobo one. Um, but that's awesome guys all right so let's just finish it wrap it up cool beans well uh, we'll definitely wrap things up here uh, i want to thank everybody for watching this fine evening definitely check the show notes up above or down below depending on where you're watching or listening to us to follow these awesome people and uh so speaking of following drew where do you like people following or interacting with you uh you can look me up on facebook uh, it's my name drew malo i'm ghostbuster man 1984 on instagram um, I do writing and other work for Screen Rant. So you just look up Drew Mala's Screen Rant. Uh, you can see a bunch of my articles. Um, I, I do a lot for splash pages. I'm work, I work with Chris on the spectacular Spider-Man, Sal Bashema show. I'm also working with him on, a, on, a, on another project. And I'm generally at all busy. So if I do not respond, it's not because I don't love you. It's I just don't love you enough to respond. Sounds good. Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> Dolphin Jugger. Hello, and you find I'm number David Chase, um, formerly known as DT Joker, and you find me on Instagram, Velvet Joker2021. Have a good evening. Peace out. And uh, for me, just Google Leo Pond. You find a bunch of stuff. Could be true, could be not, but I run a little thing called the uh, Dorkening Podcast Network. And uh, Got just about 40 shows on there. A lot of awesome people doing a lot of awesome stuff. That, we'll catch you guys there. Bye. All right. Bye.